Well, a uh, not-so-good Saturday morning to one and all. It is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. A bit of a bit of a downer Friday night slash Saturday morning. Not only do the Tiger Cats fall big time to the BC Lions 40-13, to but the Toronto Blue Jays also go down to defeat losing 4-3 to the Kansas City Royals. And what a dramatic finale to the ALCS Game 6 tonight. We can talk a little Jays, but I'm sure we're going to talk a lot of Ticats tonight on the fifth quarter after uh, Hamilton loses its sixth game of the season. Now 10-6 on the year, and what a huge win that was for the BC Lions, who improved to 6-10 and as they are not only trying to fight off Winnipeg for that third and final playoff spot in the West Division, they're also fending off the Montreal Alouettes, who also improved to 6-10 and earlier this evening, or I guess last night, uh, as they whipped the Toronto Argonauts at Tim Hortons Field 34-2. to What in the world is going on? The Argonauts absolutely lambasted. They're now 9-7 and on the season, sitting in third behind Ottawa. Well, tied in points, but Ottawa does have a game in hand. Red Blacks in Winnipeg tomorrow night. Uh, elsewhere on the slate this week, Edmonton visiting Saskatchewan in one of the biggest mismatches of this week. But uh, the way this week is going, uh, that might not be a mismatch. However, Edmonton is 12-4, and Saskatchewan 2-13. and So here's what we're going to do. We're going to open up the phone lines. The email open as well, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml dot com on twitter at am 900 chml or at rick samprin you can also hit the chml app hit that conversation button and send me a note but as always before we take your calls and emails and tweets uh, let's run through the scoring summary tonight it started off fantastically well for the hamilton tiger cats just a minute 14 into the game jeff matthews hit luke tasker on a quick slant or seam route, ticket to the house, 64-yard touchdown. The extra point, though, was no good, and maybe that was a foreshadowing of things to come. Hamilton up 6 nothing. They had to concede a safety instead of punting from deep in their own end zone, so it's 6-2, and here come the Lions. Chris Rainey returns the ensuing kickoff after that conceded safety to the Hamilton 20. Jonathan Jennings, who had an outstanding night tonight, threw a 20-yard touchdown to Sean Gore. It's 9-6 B.C. Junior Collins then fumbles at the Hamilton 10. Jonathan Jennings on the next play throws a 10-yard touchdown to Emmanuel Arsenault. It's 16-6 for the Lions after the first quarter. Second quarter, more the same for B.C., Jennings to Rainey, who makes a great catch and run and a dive into the end zone. A 25-yard major, 23-6 for the Lions. Richie Leone uh, hits a punt single to make it 24-6 as both teams go to the locker room for halftime. Coming out of the half, the uh, Lions pad their lead on a 31-yard field goal from Leone. A 27-6, Ryan Phillips intercepts Jeff Matthews. Hamilton turns the ball over on downs. 
Brandon Stewart gets an interception. That leads to a Jeff Matthews to Andy Fantuz touchdown from 12 yards out. Fantuz's first TD of the season. It's 27-13 for the Lions. A glimmer of hope for Hamilton, but they could not get any closer. In fact, it got even worse for the Tabbies. Fourth quarter belonging to the BC Lions. Andrew Harris on a great 15-yard touchdown run right up the gut. 33-13, the extra point was missed. Ryan Phillips with his second interception of the game off Jeff Matthews, and BC turns that into seven more points as Harris goes in from eight yards out on the ground. Final score, BC 40, Hamilton 13. Not the type of scoreline that I expected, not the type of game that I expected from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We can talk about and point to a number of different factors in this football game. There are a number of things that we can say, hey, this is the reason why the Ticats lost tonight. And they would all be correct. All right, phone lines are open. Email up and running. Twitter is humming along. Going to take your votes for player of the game. Your thoughts on tonight's loss in BC. Was that not only the worst first half of the season you saw Hamilton play tonight? Not that they were great in the second half, but that first half, man alive, BC just ate them up. Field position, scoring points, wasn't very pretty. And are you worried about the last two games versus Ottawa? Never mind because of what we just saw tonight. But in general, two teams fighting for first in the East Division. How worried are you about these last two games against the Ottawa Red Blacks? Let's go to the phones. And first off the hop is Darcy. Darcy, good morning. Hey, Rick. How you doing, buddy? Not too bad. Thanks for staying up late and giving us a call. Yeah, you too. You must be drinking lots of coffee tonight, I guess. I, you know what? I'm a tea man, and I'm only on my second cup, so I haven't bathed in any coffee or tea yet, but uh, I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, with regards to the game tonight, uh, I don't know. We always seem to have trouble out in B.C. I don't know if it's that time difference thing or um, – I don't know. Like our defense was obviously gassed tonight. They were tired from being on the field so long. I, I don't think our defense played like this all year. Um, I know the O line's banged up. Uh, uh, Gable, we I don't know what his final stats were, but I, it doesn't surprise me that they, you know, we 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 don't use the running game, but they didn't really use him at all. And I think. They're going to have to use him down the stretch to help out Matthews. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, and maybe, and my only thought on Gable is maybe they wanted to ease him into it, but the way he was running, he looked fine to me. He had seven carries for 23 yards, and he caught three passes for 25. Um, uh, Yeah, I thought they could have used him a lot more, especially in the first half when when things weren't just going right. Yeah, we just, I don't know about... um... I'm not really worried, but uh, we we seem to digress since uh, Matthew since the last couple of weeks. But um, like I said, they're going to have to use mix it up a bit more. Uh, I don't know going into to that home and home with Ottawa. I know Ottawa's got Winnipeg, and uh, I don't know if they lose that. We're going to have to split or something. But um, I don't know who 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 would you rather have in that? Honestly, like a, a veteran like Henry Burris or Jeff Matthews. For quarterback? Yeah. I think that's a no-brainer. <laughs> I don't think we're getting a Henry Burris, though. No, no, I'm just saying, like, that's why, that that would be my only worry. Yeah, oh, in terms of Ottawa having an advantage over Hamilton? Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it all depends on, you know, if they, if they split their two games, uh, they'll go to total points if they're tied, you know, in the win-loss column. 
and whoever gets home field for that East final is going to have a tremendous advantage. I think yeah. probably more so for Hamilton. It's just bizarre like, the, the, the way the schedule works this year. We haven't played Ottawa until now. Uh, well, we uh, played them in the first game of the preseason, and that's it. Yeah, and <laughs> anyway, it's it's kind of bizarre the way it worked out, but uh, um, I think obviously that's going to decide the Eastern Division, and um, uh, we I think we we need to get home field for the East Division. Yeah, and I, I would agree that you know the CFL schedule makers, although there are some quirks and uh, you know just weird things with the schedule, I think they're they're smiling knowing that you know Hamilton, Ottawa, the last two games of the season back to back are going to decide the division. But I, I agree with you. I think the Cats need home field in the playoffs to succeed, especially with a rookie QB there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I haven't really seen Ottawa that much, to be honest. You probably know more about them than me, but uh, I know their players and stuff. But uh, I, I think our defense is 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 better than yeah. But uh, our defense is going to have to win us, and we have to have some some type of offense just to hold us in there. And 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 it's going to have to be our defense, just like the old days, but to step up and win it for us. <laughs> hey, who's your uh, player of the game tonight? Uh, I don't. I don't want to. Uh, piss people off, but I think I'd have to give it to the BC quarterback, Jonathan Jennings. He was outstanding. Yeah, especially in the you know the first in the first half. I mean, it was the Jonathan Jennings show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Darcy, thanks for the call. All right, thanks, buddy. Have a good one. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your smartphone. I think for me, Jonathan Jennings is the player of the game. I know Andrew Harris was a beast in the fourth quarter. I think he's the fourth quarter player of the game, but <laughs> we're naming a player of the game. And Jonathan Jennings is uh, my pick in that regard. He was uh, tremendous. 247 yards through the air, three touchdowns. Didn't make that one mistake, but great play by Brandon Stewart to get the uh, interception. And uh, you really can't fault Jonathan Jennings for trying to make that throw and going deep to uh, Manny Arsenault. Robert's on the line as well. Robert, thanks for calling. How are you doing, Rick? Good. How are you? Pretty good. First time I've called you in a couple of weeks. Hey, thanks uh, for calling. Well, like I said, you're traveling back to Hanover, and uh, I don't call you when I'm on the cell phone. So when I'm driving back, perhaps I think of home games. So that's a good policy to have. But I appreciate you staying up late and giving us a call. Anyways, I I got a beef with, and I know the Titan fans out there aren't going to like this. Oh, lay it on us. Well, it's all Brandon Banks in the first half. I mean, why in the hell of God did he not concede a single point? In that first punt. Yeah, and why didn't he let the first one go into the end zone? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, it just seemed like after that, the, the, the whole field just, it was all B.C. And that, yeah, that was the first half. I mean, the, the yeah. Ticats could not uh, recover from that. No, they couldn't, and, and he's not thinking out there. He just, sometimes he has these brain cramps, I'm telling you. I just He drives me nuts, and, and I'm a season ticket holder, and some fans around me get really mad because I, I get upset with him in the, at the home games. But mm-hmm. This just drives me nuts. I mean, he, he thinks he can do it all the time, and sometimes you just have to just say, okay, I'm going to give it a single, because right after that, we couldn't move the ball. They got they got a safety, and then they had their big return by Rainey, and that was the ball game right there. Yep. And you can say whatever you want, but that, that was the ball game right there, because he just would not give up a single point. And then at the end of the first half, he... They wanted him to run the ball out, and he gave him a single. <laughs> yeah, you could see on the sidelines, Austin was just flipping. I yeah. mean, it just—I mean, in those two instances, it almost seemed like he was confused on on what to do. Well, he's confused a lot of times. I mean, I, I mean, 
I don't know about you, but if you watch the games, and I'm sure you, I know you have. Yeah. But on just about every punt or kickoff, Banks goes to the short side of the field. He's got all this speed and, you know, and these moves. I mean, I give him that credit for that. But why is – I don't know if it's, uh, you know, the, uh, the coach or what to tell them to run to the short side of the field. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, yeah, there are, you know, on a, on a punt and a kickoff formation um, and, and return, you're, you're designated to go where your blocking scheme is going to be. You just can't run willy-nilly. And, and sometime, and that's really how Chris Rainey gained all those yards because he was following his blockers, got spun around, and then reversed course, and everyone was really out of position. He had a, you know, basically a whole field to run, uh, to run down. Yeah, those things happen, though. But, I mean, I mean maybe, I don't know if it's Ryan Bull or but he, he watches all these, we get all these block punts and all that other stuff, but I mean, you've got to see that Banks is running to the short side of the field. I mean, you got to take advantage of his of his speed, and and it might cut down on some of the holdings and the and the clipping and calls. You know, yeah, yeah, but you'll get a lot. You get a lot of those as well. Blocking from the back if you take it from the short side to the wide side, because guys don't have the leverage sometimes, so they they have to block in the back or, or hold or whatnot. So you'll get some calls, maybe not yeah. as much as what you're seeing now. It seems yeah. like almost every return there's a flag on a, on a Banks return. Oh yeah, just oh, it doesn't matter which game it is. It doesn't have to be the tie cats. It's just it's all through the season for every team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, I mean, it just it just drives me nuts. I mean. The defense has got so tired because we couldn't get out of that hole, and it's all because of one player. I don't care what anybody says, and I'm, I'm a big Ticat fan. I've been for years, and it just drives me nuts that he doesn't think sometimes out there. Yeah, it's a mistake. He'll get a minus when the coaching staff reviews the plays, and uh, you know away they go. I, I like the mentality of him thinking, all right, I'm going to take this football and, and get some big yards or get a touchdown. That's the mentality you have to have, but you have to pick your spots as well, and he did not pick a, a good spot there. Well, that's right. Yeah, because I mean, we're already up six nothing. I mean, you, you don't give them any, you know, ammunition as you want to call it, you know, to get their mojo going. And yeah, he did. He did that exactly what we don't want him to do. I exactly. Mean, hey, give up the single. It's it's six to one. You get the ball back in your own thirty-five at least, and uh, you know, away you go. That's right, Robert. Who's your player of the game tonight? Well, it has to be Jennings. I mean, he yeah, just, he was great. He's outstanding. I mean. I think Travis Lule's finished in BC personally. It looks like it. I mean, unless unless uh, Wally fires Jeff Tefford, you know, I mean that's the only way that Jennings is not starting next season for that team. Yeah, well, I I think Tefford's safe as long as BC makes the playoffs, and who knows if they get in and they play like they did tonight, they might win a round or two. Yeah, they're, they're gonna. It's a wake up call for Calgary and Edmonton. That's for sure. Yeah. And who knows where Lule could uh, could end up? There are some possibilities out there. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> How many quarterbacks do they have? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to me, Montreal's best quarterback sitting on the sidelines. But that's that's me. Yeah. Well, Saskatchewan might be a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Darian Durant has not had uh, much luck over the last two, three oh, years. Yeah, he's so injury prone too. Yeah. Never yeah. thought about that. Hey, Robert, thanks for the call, and thanks for staying up late with us. Okay, thanks, Rick. Have thanks. a good one. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Let's go back to the phones. Brad has stayed up late as well. Brad, good morning. Good morning, Rick. Sort uh, of. <laughs> uh, yeah, how are you? Uh, well, I'm disappointed. I, I think, uh, you know, they, they brought CJ back. Um, and I think they were a little too dependent on them. Uh, they were trying to get some running plays in there that just weren't going anywhere. 
and I think they should just, you know, stuck with what was working. I mean, the last couple of games Matthews has played, uh, it's been, you know, hammering that ball down the field, and you got Fantuz back, and they, they weren't taking advantage of that. And, you know, and those couple of, I don't know what you'd want to call them, that Mr. Banks decided to do, um, you know, just kind of put us in a hole that we just couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but running plays just ain't going to get you out of that hole. No, no. I mean, I mean that that was an instance in which he just should have given up the single and, uh, as I said, you know, get the ball in the thirty-five and let your offense go from there. Instead, you know, they're deep in their own end. They have to concede the safety. They kick off to BC. Rainey takes it back to the twenty. Lions score a touchdown. Then they get the Collins fumble, score another, uh, you know, few points, and uh, the game is pretty much over there. Uh, pretty much, you know. They you know, if you don't, it's the second half. You know, Matthews came out swinging the ball. They were looking okay. Mm-hmm. It looked like, hey, we were going to come back, you know. And yeah, just and uh, you know, just to mention Ryan Bauman, that did not look good. No, I know. And I feel so bad for that guy. You know, he just just getting back, and then he took a hammer shot like that. You know, I say wrap it up with steel rebar or something and, and <laughs> put a cast on it and let him get back out there because you know he's going to want to. Yeah, that O-line has been injury-riddled all season long. You have Crawford on the <clears throat> in the left tackle position, part of me, and, and he gets hurt. Bombin moots out there. He goes down. Uh, you know, Dykowski's been, you know, bumped and bruised this year. Filer's been in and out. It has been uh, just... he has been playing hurt all yeah. season. Oh, Man, wears three different braces. Yeah, it's incredible. You know... I just, you know, I don't, yeah, I just, the play call was not there tonight. I don't know, you know, did they leave somebody home, didn't make the plane or what the deal was, but uh, uh, the running the running game was their downfall today. They just, you know, they should have said, okay, it didn't work in the first quarter, let's just go back to what worked. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you got to get C, I mean, C8, I, you know, like the guys, met him a few times, but he's looking a little heavy. He's been off a while. You know, maybe maybe a little too much pasta. I don't know. Well, you know what? He looks he looked pretty good in practice. I I think he's pretty much at his playing weight, um, and, and he has been rehabbing. And let's not forget, you know, this was an injury to the upper body, so he's still working, you know, the legs and uh, you know the back and, and the chest and all that stuff. So I think he's pretty close to where he's going to be. He's not that far off. Let me say that. No, he's not far off. But I I think that you know the powers that be upstairs should have been able to see that you know. He just wasn't up to snuff tonight, and the whole team looked tired. Yeah, to they did. To be honest, you and know, he, it was like like they all had jet lag. You know, f- funny maybe, thing, maybe Austin's got to uh, got to impose a, a curfew for these boys. Well, they do have a curfew, but I will say this: this Ticats team coming off a short week because they played on uh, Sunday, um, you know, practiced uh, what two three times, then left. Thursday afternoon, or pardon me, Wednesday afternoon, and then at a whole Thursday and pretty much an entire Friday to get acclimatized to the time change. So was it too much downtime? Maybe. Uh, yeah, it could be. You know, just, and they, just they looked a little flat. Um, you know, there was those moments, you know, and, and again, you know, they got a little down there. There's a few calls that maybe should have gone their way. You know, that like the hit on Tasker, that looked like a helmet hit to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just it's little things that have been picking on them. And I, like I say, I think they were disappointed. It, it showed that they were disappointed that the running game wasn't working, but they kept on hammering and hammering. And I keep hammering. I, <laughs> uh, you know, they, they should stick with what works. The kid wants to sling it, let him sling it. You got it. Who's your uh, player of the game? Uh, you know what? i got to give it to Jennings. The kid has just come along a long way this season, and he stepped up. 
Uh, I love my cats to death, and I'd love to give it to one of them. But, you know, honestly, nobody really shone tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, actually, maybe I'll give, maybe I could give it to uh, Jeff Matthews' mouth guard. <laughs> I noticed he was wearing one. This, he looked a little uncomfortable with it, but he was wearing one this week. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a smart move on his part. Thanks for the I call. Think so. <laughs> All have, right. have a good day. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email your thoughts on tonight's ballgame, rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Lots of responses coming in. We appreciate all the tweets and emails that I'm going to read after the break coming up, knowing that you have stayed late to uh, contribute to the program. You are listening to the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Wisson's Law on am900chml. Good morning. You know who says good morning? Ron Foxcroft just emailing me from Germany. He's out in uh, Deutschland saying a good morning to uh, one and all here in Hamilton. And a good morning to you, Foxy. Thanks for tuning in overseas. I'm sure you're listening on the CHML app. If not, probably uh, 900CHML.com. You can also listen on air at AM900CHML. All right, 905-645-3221, star 9900 are the phone numbers to call in for you to respond to tonight's 40-13 to beatdown that the Lions put on the Tiger Cats this evening. Worst first half of the season? To me, it was. Ugh. Apart from the great start, they didn't play well after the touchdown. They didn't play well after the Brandon Banks, I'll take this punt, just out of the end zone, and field position was really in the Lions' favor for the uh, first half of this ballgame. And are you worried about the last two games versus Ottawa? Ticats sitting at 10-6. and six. Red Blacks are in Winnipeg tomorrow afternoon. It's a 4 o'clock start. Ottawa's 9-6, and six, a win by Ottawa, and they are tied with the Ticats atop the East Division. A loss, of course, that are still two points back. But I'll tell you something. These last two games against the Red Blacks are going to be extremely interesting. And I'll, I'll, I'll describe it this way. Because game number one is in Hamilton on November the 1st, you got to think that that is virtually a must-win if the Ticats want to win the division because you don't want to go to Ottawa being a game behind, being two points behind the Red Blacks because then that would definitely be a must-win and you'd have to make sure you win the total point series against the Red Blacks as well. I can really see these two teams splitting the home-and-home. Both home teams winning, and then it'll come down to points for and against. I know the schedule makers are smiling. There's no doubt about it. How could they not be? In both divisions, you have Edmonton and Calgary out west, although they don't face off against each other in the final couple of weeks. It is certainly nail-biting time in Alberta between those two teams. Edmonton is red hot right now. They've won six in a row and they are en route to making it seven as they're in Saskatchewan Saturday night. I guess later on tonight. Edmonton could be the top dog in the CFL when Week 18 is all said and done. The Stamps, by the way, are off this week. 905-645-3221, star 9900 
on your cellular device. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml or at Rick Samprin. Here's a tweet from Scott who writes at Rick Samprin, what a shock. Bad game, bad first half, two guys injured, two uh, big two games coming up against Ottawa. Player of the game, BC or the BCQB, Jonathan Jennings, hashtag fifth quarter. Jonathan Jennings getting all the votes tonight. Although there is, I guess, an honorable mention from Brad on Jeff Matthews' mouth card. If you missed it last week, he uh, cut his tongue and inner part of his mouth. Well, because he wasn't wearing one. How worried are you about these last two games against the Red Blacks? And general thoughts on tonight's loss against the Leos. 40-13, to BC beating up on Hamilton today. And if you do want to talk about Blue Jays, I know there were some tweets as well. Hey, can we talk about the Jays in the fifth quarter? Sure. Call in and uh, we can talk some Blue Jays as their season came to an end in Kansas City. They lost 4-3 to the Royals in Game 6 of the ALCS. What an ending to that ball game. Email from Randy. Good morning, Rick. A late game for sure. The Cats lost this one, but I'm not overly concerned. Playoffs guaranteed. The Argos lost and will lose again. Question, what was the attendance for the Argos at Tim Hortons Field tonight? Very sparse crowd. Let's hope for a East Division final for Hamilton. The real threat is Ottawa. The Cats didn't have it tonight. Only a few sparks. Not exceptional play, but Matthews' numbers, not too bad. My player of the game is Junior Collins. Eric Harris had a stable game. As always, thanks for the fifth quarter. Have a great weekend, Rick. Randy from Oakville. All right, let's dissect this email a bit by bit. Attendance for the Argos Alouettes game at Tim Hortons Field tonight. I think I read somewhere that it was 3,700. 3,700 fans attending tonight's game at Tim Hortons Field. Um, I believe that was just a tad more compared to last week's Argos Stampeders game at Tim's Field. So a bit of an improvement. I am almost 100% positive, although I'm not quite sure, given that the Argos state of mind in, in relation to the Blue Jays' success, but I'm I'm, definite, I'm really confident saying that the Argos are glad that the Jays are out because there's no more of this, or where are we playing this week? In the same sense, in a sporting sense, I think the Argos wanted the, the Blue Jays to continue on on their, on their great run. But it has come to an end. Uh, Randy also wrote about uh, not exceptional play, but Matthew's numbers not too bad. We'll get into the numbers uh, in a few minutes here. But I thought his player of the game is a very, very interesting selection in Junior Collins. I will share his stats, but one stat for him really comes to the fore for me. At four catches for 32 yards, I mean, not glaring. He didn't have the most catches for the Ticats in tonight's game. He didn't have the most receiving yards either. I can't really recall a spectacular catch that he made, but I do recall a big error that he made, and that was that fumble at the Hamilton 10 midway through the first quarter. And... um, the, uh, the BC Lions made the Ticats pay again. They were already up 9-6, having scored a touchdown following the Chris Rainey big kickoff return. And following that Collins fumble, Jennings finds uh, Manny Arsenault, 
for a 10-yard touchdown. It's 16-6 to just before the end of the first quarter. So, I don't know, maybe a head-scratcher for me on naming Junior Collins a Player of the Game nominee. But, hey, it's on the list. It's on the list, Randy. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. We're live until 2 a.m. this morning. And, yes, copious amounts of tea are being consumed by this guy. Uh, email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from Whitby. First, it was Montreal and Kevin Glenn beating out Toronto and only allowing them two points. And now BC takes it to Hamilton 40-13 to for the worst game of the season. I felt like they just weren't into it tonight. And that short week and flying out to BC just drained us. We looked tired out there. Gable wasn't the factor I was hoping for tonight. Offensive line injuries killed us. Like I said long before the game also, I want Washington playing corner and Rico Murray playing halfback where he's usually. Stewart makes me nervous other than the interception he got. Uh, It all comes down to -to back-to-back Ottawa games, and I won't lie, I'm scared. Gable and Ford needs to be in the backfield. Allen. I'll get to some of Allen's points that he made when we come back after the break because there's a few things that I want to uh, jump on or tackle in Allen's email. Other emails and tweets coming in. Lines are open as well at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Fifth quarter continues right here on AM 900 CHML. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Ticats go down to defeat big time, 40-13 to in B.C. In fact, it's the first time all season that Hamilton has allowed 30-plus points in a ball game. That yeah, wasn't pretty. Blue Jays also losing tonight 4-3 to the Royals. In Game 6 of the ALCS, Kansas City off to the World Series for the second consecutive year. They will take on the New York Mets starting Tuesday at Kauffman Stadium in Missouri, as they would say down there. Um, if you have a, um, a comment, a question, you want to uh, nominate a player of the game, we have a couple of votes, one for Junior Collins, five on the board for Jonathan Jennings, the great quarterback of the BC Lions, who's having uh, a pretty good uh, rookie campaign here in the CFL after coming in for an injured uh, John Beck, who came in, in for an injured uh, Travis Lule. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samprin. If you have the CHML app, number one, if you don't, get it. Uh, number two, if you do, hit that conversation button and uh, send me a note that way. Uh, we got an email from Alan just before the uh, timeout a couple of minutes ago, and he was talking about uh, you know a couple of the upsets this weekend, Montreal destroying Toronto, uh, BC beating Hamilton big time. Uh, talked about the time change, uh, saying we look tired out there. Flying out to BC just drained us. Uh, and that goes back to my point earlier in uh, in the show in which the Ticats left for BC Wednesday afternoon after practice. So they had all day Thursday and, and pretty much all day today, because the game was 7 o'clock BC time, to get acclimatized to the time change, and I know it takes a little bit, uh, you know, of, of of doing to do that. But you know, this is a team that has had success in BC, uh, maybe not recently, but uh, they have uh, they had a, a three game winning streak, I think, from uh, 09 to 11, and uh, have played some pretty close ball games at BC Play Stadium and, and Empire Field in, in years before that. So, you know, the time change, I think, 
is a legitimate excuse, but I'm just going to use it as, you know, one of those excuses. Uh, it's a thing that all teams have to do. And uh, when you look at BC's record, you know, 5 and 10. Now, 6 and 10 going in uh, or following this game, you look at their home records and it's 4 and 4. So, yeah, the time change has a bit of a difference. And they're not always playing Eastern teams at home. There's a mix of East and West in there. But, um, I guess what I'm saying is not it's not a big of a deal as many people are making it out to be. It's a factor, but not an overwhelming factor. I will say this, though. They, they did look somewhat drained tonight. So maybe it was a bigger factor than I'm letting on. To uh, Twitter we go. Bruce chimes in at Rick Samprin. Uh, Cats will win back-to-back versus the Red Blacks. Cats will finish in first. Every team has bad games, and this was ours. Hashtag... Oski Wee Wee. Laura on Twitter, when I first saw the CFL schedule, I knew this home and home with the Red Blacks would be huge. This might call for a road trip. Hey, I like where Laura's going with this. Pack those buses and get out to the nation's capital to see your Tiger Cats playing the season finale at uh, TD Play Stadium on November the 7th. That's a Saturday, by the way, and it's a 4 o'clock start. So, yeah, that, that works. Box J Boys on Twitter. Think there are still a couple of seats? A bus trip to the Ottawa game? Yeah, probably. I would say probably. You can you can grab a seat or two or a whole row or a whole section as the Box J Boys consume at uh, Tim Morton's Field, practically. At least an honorary section and a well-deserved one at that. BC Lions taking it to the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight, 40-13. to 13. And at times, and many times, it just was not pretty for the black and gold. Email from Stephen, who lives out in Penticton, B.C., very close to this ballgame, closer than I and many of our listeners. Uh, He writes, Morning, Rick. I am not going to get freaked out with this stinker of a game by our cats. I will give our guys a pass on this one, as the travel is a big deal along with the time change. Traveling back to Ontario from here... I know it takes me two full days to adjust. So this excuse may be a little lame, but it is a tough haul. I do have to say Al Bradbury and the crew that worked this game yet again have to be the worst in the CFL. Glenn Johnson better do something about these crews for next year. Anyways, let's not panic. And if Ottawa does lose over the weekend, no harm done as far as standings go. Player of the game, no one. And let's forget about this one. Cheers from Stephen in Penticton, B.C. I don't know if Ottawa is going to lose when they take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Winnipeg tomorrow afternoon. I mean, look at the first two games of this week, and I guess anything is possible. As the 5-10 Alouettes lambasted the 9-6 Argonauts 34-2. So Montreal now 6-10, Toronto 9-7. I don't mind that result. Let's get the Argos off our backs. Montreal can do the crossover thing. Let's get them out of our side of the East. We haven't had a lot of luck against the Owls, save from the last game. But tonight, BC really handing Hamilton their hats 40-13. to So the Lions are 6-10, and kind of fending off the Owls from crossing over and preventing the Tiger Cats from officially clinching a home playoff game. Although with two weeks to go, I think that looks pretty good as the Cats do have the tiebreaker over Toronto. Cats just need a win or a Toronto loss to clinch a home playoff contest at Tim Hortons Field 
That would be at least the East semifinal. Uh, Allen has written back to the show. Forgot to mention player of the game. I would love to give recognition to Luke Tasker. He had a one-handed catch where he got injured but came back. He scored that touchdown at the start also. He fights for yards out there. He's the player of the game for me. Luke Tasker is a good pick. He was a pretty strong component of the Ticats offense tonight and had that great touchdown right off the hop. Uh, Before we take our next break, let's go back to the phones. Phil has called in. Phil, thanks for staying up late and joining us here on the fifth quarter. Oh, no problem, Rick. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Um, yeah, I was at the game, um, and yeah, horrible. Uh, I mean, I, I I get it. I get it. He played on Sunday night, and I get it. Uh, three hour time difference, short week, but uh, yeah. they 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 all they looked asleep out there. I uh, the D, the D backs there. I think that was probably the worst game they played all year. Um, and, and let's be honest, I mean, I, that's not Calgary Stampeders out there. That's BC Live. That that's a five and ten mm-hmm. game yeah. still tonight. A, me- a mediocre bunch who probably won't even make the playoffs, and it made them look like great cup contenders out there. Um, you know, I've, I've I've gone to games here since 1990, and uh, I've seen some turkeys, and those are the dark days when you know some of the the, the Ticat teams weren't the greatest. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's no excuse to get pasted like that. Um, the other thing I was really upset about is that you know, with two minutes left in the game, and third and four, and what does Tedford do? They go for it. I mean, come on, total, mm-hmm. total, total lack of class there. You got, you got, you, you won the game. You, you, you know what I mean? What are you doing? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so I don't know what that was about. Um, my, um, you know, I'm sure they, you know, maybe a little bit looking forward, looking towards that back to back there with Ottawa, but uh, is a, it was just dis- it was disappointing to see. It really was. I'm in total agreement with you. Who's your uh, player of the game, Phil? Uh I got to go with Tasker, I guess. Okay. Um, but um, I, I was, you know, one sort of plus point there. Metlock's punting there was uh, was pretty good. Um, I'm not, you know, I know he's uh, had the problems there last game, but you know, my I, I got a question for you if you, you got a second yeah. there. Um, and I've I've gone on the uh, what are the spectator blogs and I try to get a good. What happened to what? Where where is O'Neill? What happened to O'Neill? I, I know the the line is he's on a six game injured but what actually happened when did he get injured and how did he get injured you know he got i think he got injured in the same game that caleros got hurt uh against the eskimos i'm pretty sure that was the game uh and he suffered uh, i we've just been told it's a lower body injury i can't recall exactly what it was but it was uh, leg hip knee ankle somewhere in the lower extremities uh and he's been out for a while and he was punting pretty good too yeah, it, it, it's like he kind of joined the team in a, in a kind of like a cloud of mist, and he kind of disappeared. Like you, you just don't hear anything about him, like no updates, like no, no nothing. And I just find that kind of a little strange. Yeah, well, obviously not participating in practice and uh, you know just rehabbing, I guess is is all he can do. But to hopefully yeah. we'll see him soon enough. But uh, yeah, as you mentioned, and it was uh, Justin Medlock's birthday yesterday, and uh, yeah, he had a pretty good outing despite the uh, the flubbed extra point. Uh, he punted pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other thing too, I, was, I, was, I was watching, I figured, I, okay, the first half, again, they, whatever. But the second half, though, like, the, what kind of adjustments? Like, there's nothing. Like, uh, Jennings was just throwing out there, you know, at will and uh, no pressure. And I don't, I don't know. I think, you know, collectively, I think, you know, take that one throw in the garbage can and uh, get ready for Ottawa. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Phil. Thank you very much. Okay. 
This is the fifth quarter. We'll take another break. We are back with some statistics from tonight's ball game. You're listening to AM 900 CHML. One more go-round here on the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on Hamilton's News Talk leader. JFL tweets, at Rick Samprin can blame short weeks slash time change for extra BCTDs at the end. The loss was because of early mistakes. Uh, Brad tweets, nickname for Luke Tasker, Luke Bulldog Tasker, Ottawa is going down. And uh, JFL also writing in, uh, I thought I recently read that uh, O'Neill Torres PCL, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I didn't read that, but if that's the case, ah, a torn PCL, man, oh man. This Ticats team is cursed. Also on our question, are you worried about the Ticats' final two games versus the Red Blacks? Tom tweets, at AM900CHML, the Cats better be. Hmm. Email from William, disappointed after the early lead, spent too much time starting in their own end. The team looked lost without their injured mascot on the sideline. Zach, not TC or Stripes, uh, did he not go under the knife this week? And do you know how it went by chance? Uh, as far as I know, he has not had the surgery yet. I know the initial cause for the delay or the postponement was uh, the swelling, but I haven't heard definitively whether he's had the surgery or not. Uh, Will's email continues, BC's quarterback for player of the game. You said get the app, but when is the BlackBerry app going to be ready Was uh, to be out in September? The BlackBerry app, uh, William, was supposed to be out in like February. and it, it, I, Our tech guys are still messing around with it. It'll be out soon. That's what I've been saying for like how many weeks now? It's crazy. Come on, IT guys. All right, our player of the game tonight, Jonathan Jennings. He was uh, absolutely brilliant, especially in the first half. Quick stats on him, 23 of 33, 247 yards, a trio of touchdowns, an interception. Andrew Harris, 16 carries, 119 yards, two TDs, both at the end of the game. Top receiver for BC, Sean Gore, five catches, 59 yards and a TD. Hawkins at 5 for 52, Arsenal 6 for 40, and a touchdown as well. Chris Rainey also had that a dazzling 25-yard touchdown. Adam Big Hill with nine tackles and a sack. For the Ticats, Jeff Matthews, 22 of 32, 270 yards, two TDs, two interceptions. C.J. Gable, nine carries for 45 yards. Tasker, five receptions for 93 yards in a TD. A tank read with six defensive tackles for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who lose tonight 40 to 13. I'm going to give our fan of the night, our fifth quarter fan of the night award to all the fans tonight for staying up late, tweeting, emailing, calling up the show. You all deserve a big round of applause and a big thumbs up. Also, a thumbs up to producer Will Erskine for producing tonight's fifth quarter. It has been brought to you by Wizens Law. Our next game is the Ticats against the Red Blacks. We'll be on after the game on November the 1st. You've been listening to AM 900 CHML.